the Sports Guy podcast. We lost our free pick yesterday as the Golden Knights were defeated 2-1 in overtime against the Flames. Let's rebound quickly today and this time I'm backing a small favorite. One of my best bets in the National Hockey League for November 28 is the Dallas Stars over the Winnipeg Jets. This pick is backed by one of my 10 betting strategies called the Snap Winning Streak. Following this system, we should bet against a team whose winning streak of length 3 plus was just snapped in their previous game. Hello, welcome back to Kennedy Sports Guys Podcast. I'm your host, Kenny Severo, and today's guest is the first. For the first time on this show, I have a professor coming on the show, but is it for education? David Boudon, aka Professor MJ, is a real-life money ball, not the book or movie. Sports stats expert who retired at the age of 43 after teaching statistics for 14 years at Laval University because he made over $1 million cracking the code on how to utilize stats to beat the house on sports betting in the NFL and will be NHL, WNBA, and NBA. He's considered to be a sports investor instead of a better because you are relying on luck. Please welcome to the show, David. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for the invitation. I appreciate a lot. So my first question is, how did your career get started? It all started in 1999 when my uncle told me, hey, you should look at those new online sports books. So I checked it out and then I found something that really changed my life. I realized that the odds between the different sports books were so different that there were many arbitrage opportunities where an arbitrage opportunity means if team A is playing team B, you could possibly bet both teams with two different sports books and you can lock a guaranteed profit no matter which team wins the game. So I did this for like three, four years. Every time I had some free time, I would look at the odds from sports books and I would bet all kinds of leagues and sports like darts or Australian football that I knew <laughs> nothing about. But as long as I could make money, it was all good. So the next question I have is, you retire at the age of 43 after cracking the code. Was that the biggest goal of your life to retire after uh, the age of 40? Yes. Uh, even when I started working, I had this ambitious goal of retiring at age 40. So I guess you could argue that I missed my goal by three years, but <laughs> I'm, st I'm still pretty happy about it. Yeah. <laughs> So I always had some like side businesses or, you know, I wanted to accumulate money, not because of the money itself, but for the freedom that it provides you. What were you doing before, uh, before you actually uh, started the uh, sports gambling thing? Uh, well, I did some real estate. So real estate investing or as a real estate broker, which didn't go very well, but I'm still happy that I tried it. So all experiences are good experiences in my mind. That is uh, true, yeah. Yeah, so and then sports betting or also some casino games that I found. Uh, I found a way to beat uh, some casinos that had some big flaws. So 
all kinds of things that were interesting me. Interesting. Now you have various sports investing strategies. One example is the OOB system called the hot bats. What, is, what exactly is the hot bats system? So I have many systems that tend to be contrarian by nature, which is kind of my mantra in sports betting. Like I like to go against the grain. So in this case, I wondered, well, if a specific baseball team has scored many runs lately, maybe the betting public will get overly excited about that team and there might be value fading them, which means betting against them. So I looked at data over several years and then I developed some specific rules based on data. Uh, like off the top of my head, uh, in this case, I believe we're talking about uh, teams that have won their past two games by scoring at least six runs. Mm-hmm. Or if they've won their past four games by scoring at least five runs in each of those victories, those are the rules to follow. And in this case, you need to bet against such teams. Now, I know your forte is the uh, NHL and you have your own system in the NHL. Can you care to explain the system in the NHL that you have? Yes, in the NHL, I have uh, developed 10 betting systems based on nine years of data. Now, I don't necessarily make my bets blindly by following those systems, but it's kind of my first step every day. So I look at which teams fit under which system and then I dig deeper, look at the matchup. How is there some kind of revenge involved? This is something that I like. Like if the same two teams faced each other like last week and one of them beat the other uh, 6-1, well, the team that lost may be upset. They'll be more motivated. So I look at all kinds of things. So it's even though I'm a statistician, I don't necessarily believe that you should only rely on numbers. So it's a mix of numbers and your own knowledge or analysis mm-hmm. of the matchup. Wow, that's actually incredible. So as a 21-year-old, what was like what was it like winning your first $100 bet? Well, it was uh, really exciting. Well, I remember I still remember my very first arbitrage bet. Yeah, I could see that I could make guaranteed money. And I I bet 100 bucks on one team and maybe around 100 bucks on the other team. And my hand was literally shaking as I was about to place the bet. And then like a few years later, I would bet like $2,000 as if they were pennies. So it may, so experience changed things quite a bit. So as I previously mentioned before, you're considered to be a sports investor instead of a better because you're relying on luck. How did you get into that way of thinking? I guess my statistics background really helped. So I took like nine years of statistics courses as a student, and then I taught the topic for 15 years. So as strange as it might seem, uh, I don't feel like I'm a gambler. Like I don't need to place bets. Otherwise I won't feel good. Okay. I, I just place bets when I feel like I have the edge over the sports book or over the casino. So it's really about having this mindset of investing your money, not risking or gambling it. What are your favorite um, sports betting apps to use in this day and age? 
you mean some specific sports books or yeah sports sports books like FanDuel, uh DraftKings. i don't know if you use all that but you have your own different thing well honestly i was told a few years ago by a lawyer that i should almost never recommend or mention specific sports books okay <laughs> so i really prefer not to get involved oh, okay in I understand. some sports books i get that question quite often and mm -hmm. i'm sorry but i, I just oh, no no it's quite a, i understand i understand so the next question i have is what has been the most successful day for you in sports investing in sports investing <clears throat> i think there are two that are coming up in my mind that are about the same the first one was my biggest bet ever. Well, that's how I started my YouTube channel in 2019. Mm -hmm. I wanted to start with an interesting video. I felt really strongly about the Buffalo Bills that were coming off like 18 years of misery. And I felt oh, like they were about to break out. So, And the line was uh, the Bills to get over or under six and a half wins in 2019. I felt like their defense was getting solid and this Josh Allen guy maybe had the chance to be good. Mm -hmm. so, and he turned out well. <laughs> yeah, pre yeah, pretty well. So uh, I drove to New Jersey and then I showed my whole journey in that video, placing about $10,000 in wagers on over six and a half. And they finished with a 10 and six record, if I remember correctly. Yeah, 10 and six. I yeah. think with the playoffs of that year too. Yeah. And the other big victory was uh, a few years ago where I recommended people to bet uh, Shohei Otani to get the MVP award at plus 3,000 odds. So I bet like 500 bucks to win 15,000 and uh, we all know how it went. Yep, two-time uh, MVP award now. <laughs> yeah, I was quite nervous when they made the announcement. I knew he had a good shot, but still... <laughs> Until they announced it officially, I was still a bit nervous. What was the most dreadful day for you in sports investing? Uh, I think it it occurred with the arbitrage betting. It might sound easy to do. Okay, so team A is playing team B. So you bet team A, you bet team B, and that's it. But sometimes you are in a rush. You know that the lines change quickly. So you need to act very fast. And it happened to me like two or three times where I made a stupid move, like I bet the same team twice. And that team lost. So maybe I lost uh, like one, two, three thousand. I can't remember the exact amount. So that was a bit devastating when you know you just lost your gains from the past month. But that you, that's part of the risk. And it, it didn't happen very often, but it did happen. So. What advice will you give to up-and-coming sports investors that are itching to get into the game like this? Well, first of all, the most important thing in my mind is to really invest money that you can really afford to lose. Okay, so imagine if you're going to lose it all, it should have zero impact on your life. I really hate it when I hear someone saying, ah, I just lost my rent money. I mean, that oh, makes no sense to me. <laughs> Yeah, so really it has to be viewed as a, a hobby and if you lose it, you're fine. And also sticking to a, being disciplined with your bets. So I often recommend betting between 
one and four percent of your bankroll with each play. You know, never try to chase your losses. And even if you feel super strongly about a pick, those are often the ones that we lose. So don't go crazy with one single bet. That's not necessarily a good idea most of the time. And finally, the last question is Super Bowl is coming up, obviously, in a couple months' time. Who do you have winning in the Super Bowl and which teams are you placing a bet on? Wow, that's a that's a big question. Uh, well, uh, two weeks ago, I it's not well. I bet a team to make it to the Super Bowl, not necessarily to win it. And obviously, I prefer to go with underdogs. I feel like there's not that much value when you're taking the favorites, like maybe right now the 49ers or the Chiefs. I try to look for underdogs that might have a shot, and I went with the Houston Texans at like plus 3,300 odds to win the AFC championship. So so they could lose a Super Bowl and I would be fine. Because I feel like, well, the Chiefs are not that powerful. The Ravens, they lost Mark Andrews. Uh, I'm not so sure they, they are that strong. Uh, the Bills are struggling, obviously. The mm-hmm. Dolphins have not beaten any strong teams yet. The Jaguars, they're good too, but they are beatable. So I felt like maybe Houston had a shot. Their QB, CJ Stroud, is very impressive. Obviously, last week's loss hurt my bet. But I'm still confident they do have a shot. So I'm not necessarily saying they will make it to the Super Bowl. But at such huge odds, I felt like there was a bit of value. So I guess I did not fully respond to your question. (laughs) What about the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, they are pretty good, but I'm not as sold as I am on the 49ers. I feel like, I I think the team that has the better chance is San Francisco. They are pretty good at almost every position. I'm not fully sold on the Eagles. Sometimes they look a bit sloppy or like last week. I agree with that. I I think they have uh, help with the refs as well. (laughs) Yes, yes. A big help against the Bills. The Buffalo really deserved that game. But yeah, to me, San Francisco, they had like a three-game losing skid, but mm-hmm. they were without Debo Samuel and Trent Williams. Yep. So maybe that contributed. So to me, San Francisco is the best NFL team right now. I actually agree with you on that one. I don't think I, the Eagles are um they they seem beatable. I don't think the Cowboys are really they have the good defense, but I don't know about them in the playoffs because you can't really trust them. Yeah, they are un- inconsistent. Yeah. The 49ers, like they, those three games that, that they were losing, they missed they missed key pieces. Um Rock Purdy wasn't playing well. Yeah. So I could definitely see the uh San Francisco 49ers winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, exactly. So maybe I don't know what the odds are on San Francisco, but uh, I could consider it more than the Eagles, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. And finally, where can people find you on social media? So you can look for me at on YouTube, just type Professor MJ uh, or uh, the platform where I, where I provide all of my picks is uh, mjpicks.com. So this is if you want to get all of my picks, but on YouTube, you get a, free, a few free occasional ones every day. Uh, also, you could go at professormj.com for betting systems or strategies that I give away for free as well. All right, that's all the questions I have for you today. I want to thank David for the time. 
This episode will be available on my YouTube channel and on CandidSportsGuy.com, Cam with two wins, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. In addition, you can follow me on Twitter at Kenny underscore sports, TikTok at Kenny Sports Podcast, and Instagram at Kenny Sports Guy One. Until the next episode, see ya, and I hope you stay safe and healthy. Kenny, the Sports Guy Podcast.